Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, as I closed yesterday, I talked about the Good Samaritan, and we recognize what James was talking about in it. In this story, Jesus being quizzed. And when I talk about James, I talk about uh, when we read in chapter 2 of James. But in the story, Jesus is being quizzed by an expert of the law, which we would call a lawyer. And he asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The lawyer wanted to justify, so he asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And this was Jesus' replied when he asked, who is my neighbor? And this is chapter 10 of Luke, verses 30 through 35. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho while he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going by down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on him. Then he put the man in his own donkey, took him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and giving to the innkeeper, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Well, Jerusalem to Jericho is about 20 miles apart in the middle of the desert. Yes, my wife and I have been there. In fact, she's thinking about going back next spring again. But we went there one time, and it was known as the way of the blood because of the robbers. So the lawyer certainly could understand Jesus' story as he tells about a man being robbed and beaten. Pretty classic example, though, taking no action. The priest who we are looking at has been very important, a social order, religious, a man of God, God-fearing man. He walks by the beat-up man, does nothing, purposely walks on the other side of the road so he doesn't have to deal with this man. You know, and you'd think the priest would be the first to help him. He had such great social standings. Well, then you come across the Samaritan, who most of the Jews despised and certainly a low in the social order chose compassion, and he stops and bandages the wounds. He takes to the man to the end and tells him to take care of him and gives him money to, to take care of him and tells him, hey, if you need more, I'll pay you when I get back. Well, then Jesus said to the lawyer, which of these three do you think the man's neighbor? The lawyer responded, the one who took compassion on him. Jesus said, you're correct. Go and do likewise. You're correct. Go and have compassion on people. Take care of people, love people, take action with people. Jesus was taking action steps. It certainly is easier and cheaper to walk by the hurting instead of responding like a neighbor. Your church, you respond like a neighbor? Do you respond? Do you give to the needy? Do you help people? Have you ever been touched by the gifts of the church that set out people have helped others? You see, anyone can believe, but what the response is, is important. I'm so appreciative of uh, churches that have food banks. We used to have one, but nobody ever asked for it because we're out, we were kind of out in the country, so we never, food would get old. And so we now join in with uh, the the Joy Hope uh, over on uh, Fairview. Oh, I can't remember. I always get the names backwards, but it's about across from Winco, and my friend Tom Gould runs us. Runs a food bank there. But man, I tell you what, they're helping people's lives. They're taking action. You know, James 2, 18 and 19, he said that you believe there's one God. He said, good. Even the demons believe that. All one needs to do is reflect on biblical examples. 
In the first chapter of our study of James, he talks about pure religion in helping the widows and orphans. In 1 John 3, we are told to help those in need. In Philippians 2, Paul tells we shouldn't look after our needs, but others too. In Hebrews 13, he tells us to share what we have. Matthew 25, he tells uh, tells us what to do uh, for others. We're doing unto Christ. Taking action is vital. There's a story told of a man stranded in a tsunami, and he was holding onto a tree. The water was now up to his thighs, and a rowboat came by and asked him to jump in. He said, no thanks, God will provide. The water started coming faster and faster, and it was above his waist, and the motorboat came by and told him to get in. He said, no thanks, God will provide. Soon the water was to his chin, and the helicopter swooped down and said, grab the rope, this is your last chance. The man said, thanks anyway, I don't, I don't need you, the Lord will provide. Next thing you know, the man wakes up, pounding on the pearly gates in heaven, all upset and was bitterly, bitterly speaking to St. Peter. The man said, the last thing I remember was praying up a storm, so why did you let me drown? St. Peter looked at him, shook his head, and explained, we sent you two boats and a helicopter. What more do you want? Well, faith is big, but faith without action equals no results. People, let us all be people of action. Let you and I be people of actions. Let's make a choice to take action in our life. We have that choice. We have that opportunity. We can say yes to the call of God, or we can say no. We have that choice. In fact, I look back at uh, James again, going back to James chapter 2. And, and as I'm looking here, trying to get to it in my Bible, as I talk to you, it's chapter 2, verses 20 through 24. He says this, You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does, not by faith alone. The scripture refers to God asking Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Very difficult, odd request. But Abraham had faith in God that he knew what he was doing. And of course, he spared Isaac. And Abraham believed God would show his hand. And he did. The last verse said, you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not faith alone. Who are you trying to impress? You trying to impress somebody? by your spiritual nature and character. Our mission in life isn't to impress people, or at least it shouldn't be. It is to be people who live by word and deed, an active, living faith. We all have been around people who have tried to impress us with knowledge or importance. I've been around many people just try to throw their biblical knowledge on me. And that, well, they got some knowledge, all right. But what is their life? What are they showing us? You could have all the knowledge in the world. You could be the greatest Bible scholar of all time. But if your life doesn't prove anything, what's it about? Jesus is looking for people who aren't looking out after self-gratification, but after serving him. Reminds me of a story about an officer in the army who just got promoted to colonel, and he had just arrived the new office 
when they were setting it up for him, and he saw at a distance a private coming to his office. So he quickly sat down behind the new desk and picked up the phone and acted like he was an important on, in an important conversation. So when the private walked in, the colonel was saying on the phone, Yes, Colonel Schwarzkopf, I will do just that. Call me anytime. Then he put down the phone, and the private was just standing there and said to him, Yes, private, what can I do for you? The private responded, Sir, I was sent here to connect your phone. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, so he got caught in his he got caught in his lie. You know, every single person, every single person uh, listening today, you know, we can follow James' advice by being people who take very seriously God's call on our lives, or we can pretend things are always great. I believe God wants us to be real before Him. I really do, and I hope that you're real before Him today. And I. Faith and obedience and action will make a difference. I pray it will uh, make a difference in all of our lives, and we will live out the Scripture in a powerful way. We can stand before our Lord and God with our heads held high, say, I am truly a child of the King. And the Lord will answer, you certainly have been. Enter the kingdom of heaven. Folks, I hope everybody listening today will enter the kingdom of heaven. What is your action plan? What do you have in mind? What can you do to make a difference in the world? What are you doing today? Are you going somewhere? Are you leaving the house? Are you going to go be involved in someone's life? Are you going to go shopping? Are you going to go outside and work on your lawn and talk to your neighbor? Say, Lord, how can I be used by you today? Lord, use me. Are you going to go through and get a coffee in one of those coffee places? Lord, how can you use me today? They'll always ask you, and a lot of those places, especially Dutch Brothers, hey, how your day going? What's going on? I have been able to share more things about God and the church with those questions than anything else. Well, I'm heading to church. That's what I do on Sundays, or I'm going to prayer, or, or I'm going down to the radio station. Oh, you have a radio station? Yeah, KBXL. It's a Christian radio. I talk about Christian things. It's 94.1. Tune in at 845. You can hear me. Tune in at 9. You can hear Paul Shepard. You know, just, uh, hey, I'd love to have you. God has opened up more doors. Take advantage of those doors that God opens. Take action to a new level. Pray that God opens up doors. When you get up in the morning, pray, God, open up a door for me to be a living witness for you in a lost world. God will open up so many doors if you're willing to step in them. Well, I don't want people to think I'm too religious. Well, you're not coming across as a zealot. You're being real before them because supposedly God means everything to you. And if he means everything to you, you're going to live like he means everything to you. People of God, let's be real before him today. Let's sell out to him today. No more playing around. No more just saying, hey, I believe and I'm fine. Say, no, I'm going to be like what James says and like what Paul says. Put action into what you say. Our Heavenly Father, open our minds and our hearts to what you have for us. Lord, you, you've got some great listeners out there listening. They want to listen to Christian radio. And Lord, a lot of them put up with me, and I'm thankful for that. I pray you'd bless them. But God, they would see the Word of God, and they'd live by the Word of God. Their life would be transformed by the power of God. 
Lord, move in their lives today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.